Defense doesn't just win championships. Sometimes it wins fantasy leagues. And their defensive line, especially the interior, is getting better. Digzua, Watkins, they can rotate guys in. So he isn't really a tackle-heavy guy at this point, but he's a top 15 linebacker to do those big plays over the past four weeks. This is the IDP Heat Seekers. Hello, hello, hello. It is Monday night. It is March 27th, 2023, and you are with the Roto Heat IDP Heat Seekers. I'm Craig Reith, and with me, as always, this season is Austin. Austin, we're into, uh, I think it's like episode six here or something so far. How's the uh, season treating you, and how's your Monday treating you? So far, so good. We're getting closer and closer to our draft, the NFL draft. Uh, that means more rookie drafts are going to be upcoming, and what a Monday to kick off the week and be talking about rookies this Monday. I am so excited uh, for this show today. Yeah, we're actually one month, um, you know, it's however many days because March is whatever. I forget the old saying. But uh, April 27th is night one. It's a Thursday night, of course. If they've broken it up into three days these past, I don't even know how many years. Back when I was in college, it was two days on the weekend. It was Saturday and Sunday, and we sat around drinking, betting on the draft, and it was fantastic. But now they've had to make it a big event with Thursdays and Fridays and working. You know, you got to either drag yourself into work or take off. But, uh, yeah, one month away, we got, I think, five shows coming up here on Rookies, and then we're going to do a pre-draft show. Uh, if I could count right, nope, we have four shows. So four shows and then our pre-draft Monday night predictions that we've done the past few years. So that's certainly going to be fun. We're going to kick it off this year with safeties. So, again, these are people that, generally speaking, are seen to be safeties in the current 2023 Rookies. Some of these guys we're going to talk about are going to have versatility where they could play nickel they could play both safety spots maybe more one than the other specifically and we'll get into all of that tonight but we're going to start it off with whoever austin wants we got a list of these guys we'll try to get through who do you want to be talking about first here tonight austin oh you're on mute sorry let's unmute it all right let's go. go So we're gonna we got a lot of players in here on uh, that are have a lot in common, but let's go with one of my favorites on this list who has less in common with uh, all the other players just because of the uh, conference that he plays in. Let's go out in the, uh, in the Mountain West. We're gonna start with Jail Skinner, my favorite safety in the draft. He was a three-star uh, high school recruit. Uh, he will turn 22 in about a month, so you'd love to. You know, the age, nice and young. He's not a you know too old. So coming into the league, he's a second team All-Mountain West player in 2021, and he was first team in 2022. Uh, he played a lot of positions for Boise State. Uh, you know, he spent four years there, and uh, he was able to move around the field. One of the things that I love about him the most is just that versatility at 6'4 and 210 pounds. Uh, you know, you love the size. I mean, he is, he's he's looks like he's got the NFL body right now. Um, coverage, not the best in the class, I wouldn't say, but he could, he could hold his own. I mean, he's definitely going to be service, uh, serviceable, <clears throat> excuse me, on the back end of any defense. But the thing that I really like the most about JL Skinner is his willingness to come up and tackle and his ability to play all over the field for defenses to be able to utilize his athleticism, uh, his physicality, his speed, all of those things that you like to see from a safety, 
uh, you know, being able to utilize that anywhere on the field. So uh, from a safety perspective and a fantasy football's per- perspective, uh, the one thing that this really does great for a safety uh, with that kind of skill set is that you know, it allows for them to to generate fantasy points for you in more ways than one. So, you know, typically when I see a player that, you know, is, you know, just really good at coverage or just really good at one thing or the other, like, you know, I, I typically will take a little away, but JL Skinner is, is versatile enough and his game is versatile enough that I really think he'll be a good fantasy asset. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like him. You've been talking about him since early on in our sort of rookie review process. His size and versatility, of course, is going to be a huge asset in the NFL these days. They're always looking, whether it's linebackers, linemen, defensive backs. If you can play multiple positions well enough at that high of a level, they're going to find a way to get you on the field. And it's always helpful to stay on the field for those three downs. You know, if you're just a hard-hitting safety like some of these guys still in the league where you're more of a box guy, you know, throwback to the old-school safeties, there may not be as much for you if you can't stay out there in coverage with these guys, but I don't think Skinner is going to be a guy that's going to have a ton of those problems. One thing I saw, and you know, we'll have to see how it plays out at the NFL because it is a big difference from being in the Mountain West to the NFL, is he might need to pack on some more um, bulk, you know, muscle strength for that frame because he is a tall guy, but he's really not that much of a difference weight-wise. And to hold up at the NFL, I'm not saying he can't do that, but to just be able to be out there consistently and wrap up and keep the tackle on a lot of these bigger guys in the NFL. And that's certainly something that's doable. You know, we see a lot of that from year one to year two or year three. Um, But packing on some more of that, again, coverage, some of that has to do with his size. He's probably not the best out there, Um, but he certainly holds up well enough. And like you said, he's great. You know, those big safeties, you love to see it. And there aren't a ton of big safeties in this class, you know, sort of looking near the top. So he does really stand out in that regard. And he's been a fun guy to watch. And yeah, I, the, I don't think he gets the coverage like you had mentioned, um, pun intended, probably because of where he played compared to some of these other guys. You know, we got a lot of big name schools on this list. Yeah, agreed. And you look at the, you know, the measurables for JL Skinner. And, you know, unfortunately, I, did he have his pro day? I know he didn't participate in the combine, did he? I don't think he's had his pro day to this point. I couldn't find numbers okay. when I was doing looking at it. But, you know, yeah. just looking at the info that we have on his size and weight for a safety that looks great and he didn't look out of his element anyway yeah no i mean he graded out really well uh you know size and weight for you know you know comparable players and positions and this is you know we're looking at his ras score of course and for the height and weight i mean he's scoring really well um definitely want to see if he has a pro day coming up i'll keep an eye on that it's something it was today okay okay wow (laughs) Yeah, I need to I need to definitely check in and see what the the results of that were, what all he participated in and you know maybe how he grades out against other guys in this class or even just in general. I'd be curious to know. Let's see if we can find out any sort of breaking news on here. And while you're talking that, we'll talk about some of his his stats and some of the things that I thought were, you know, stood out to me. So, you know, in 2022, he had four interceptions. Um, Last year he had two. So, you know, that's – you like to see that. A lot of times you'll see guys, like you mentioned, that are hard-hitting safeties or they get a lot of tackle volume, but they don't really make any plays on the back end. Again, he's not an outstanding coverage safety, but you'd like to see his ability to – to make plays on the ball and, and be aggressive to the ball. Uh, and then that translate into turnovers, of course. So that's something that, you know, you love to see at the NFL level. And it looks like he uh, did not participate in his pro day. He had surgery for a torn pec. 
back at the end of February. They expect yeah. him to be okay. more than ready um, by June. They expect yeah. to have That's a full a recovery. Injury. So, That's yeah, good. it's a tough injury, but, it, I mean, something like that where you're going to be recovered probably isn't going to have a huge effect on his draft stock. He's probably still, my best guess, you know, like a day two guy at this point, you know, with the injury and everything taken into account. Sure. All right. We're going to jump around to probably one of the lesser known guys on this list here. We're going to go to LSU. We're going to go to Jay Ward. So Jay Ward was a three-star high school recruit going into college. He had four years at LSU. He transitioned from a cornerback to a safety. He's got uh, kind of a smaller frame. We talked about that for some of these guys. He's got decent height, 6'1", 188, you know, not a ton of weight on there. I already said, you know, that can be sort of fixed there. His relative athletic score, which if you don't know, um, you can find this online. It's a, sort of a composition that they put on there of all the different metrics. You know, they have a composite size grade, explosion grade, and then speed grade, you know, doing the different splits. And then they look at all of the guys, and I don't even remember the time frame. It says on the website there, but this is going back to the 80s at least, I think, where they're, you know, putting all these people that they have the information in, and then they're comparing them to other people at the same position. You can change the position to play around with it if you think eh, this guy might have been a college safety, but you want to make him a linebacker. You can find all that fun stuff on there. So go check them out and drop them some money. Uh, again, that's relative athletic score. But uh, his was pretty decent here. If you look at what he had, he had an 8.17. He was a productive guy at LSU. And, again, one of the things I like about him, sort of talked about it with Skinner, although it's different. Um, he has, excuse me, being Ward, has nice versatility, too. He comes from that cornerback background and is able to play nickel corner. But – you know, when you are smaller, when you don't necessarily have that same amount of strength and all that, it does lead to some issues in run support. Um, to do when he did play coverage safety, I didn't think he looked as good at that. And he did have quite a few penalties while in coverage, which sometimes guys fix that. And sometimes guys end up just having an even worse problem at the NFL as a competition level goes up. That's always something I kind of look at if someone's grab happy in college. It probably isn't going to get fixed at the NFL level, but. Ward is a nice guy from that positional versatility. He was pretty productive for LSU. Um, his junior and senior year, his stats were pretty much the same. And he's another guy that I think has a good shot to go sort of in that day two of the draft class. So there's a lot of safeties that I think are going to fall into that range. And it's going to be similar when we talk about the edge players. I think there's a strong class, um, much stronger when you're comparing edge to safety. Uh, but it's when you have a lot of people in that same tier, I think they get pushed down a little bit because people can continue to find value later on. But I've talked enough. How do you feel about Jay Ward here, Austin? Well, I, I like Jay Ward. At, you know, I like the athleticism for sure. You, you talked about that relative uh, athletic score and you look at you know how he how he did score on that. And you compare it to how others on this list are scoring. Uh, you know, he was actually one of the best scorers on this list in, in a lot of categories. You see the explosiveness with his 10 yard split and 20 yard split being, you know, as high of a score as it is. It's, you know, up over over 8.0, which is a good score. Um, his 40 yard dash, he ran a 4.55, you know, so he's not slow by any means. He could certainly, uh, you know, play the position and, ha and have the speed to do it. He's not the fastest guy on the field, but he's certainly not the slowest guy either. Uh, the broad jump, you know, again, it just speaks back to that uh, explosiveness. Uh, he scored a 9.77 on that. Uh, he had an 11-foot broad jump. So, 
Um, he does a lot of things well athletically. I think the one thing that I, I, I you know, I mentioned or that you mentioned was uh, just the size, you know, six, one, one eighty. Uh, you know, he, he, you look at the production in college, it looks like he was able to, you know, generate some tackles. He, he's a willing tackler. He cleared 60 tackles, uh, 60 total tackles for both of the last two seasons. But the thing that sticks out to me the most is those past defended. I mean, each year he's got four, four, six, three. So he's actively playing in coverage and he's actively making plays on the ball, which I think is a good thing. Now, again, at six, one, I don't know, you know, how much that translates to the NFL is he be, you know, for fantasy purposes, on one hand, it's like, you like guys that get the ball thrown their way, right? Like you like yep. that kind of volume uh, opportunities to get, you know, not only tackles, but you know, pass defended uh, scoring. So uh, it, I don't know, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think it'll depend on where he lands too. Right. So, you know, if he lands uh, somewhere where he could, he's just a depth piece or maybe he's a rotational guy, um, that might be something to keep an eye on versus if he lands in a favorable situation where, you know, teams looking for a young guy to just step up and make a play uh, on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, if he lands in a position like that, I could see his value go up, but he's definitely uh, on the list. He's, he's a little farther down for me in terms of ranking these safeties, but he's an intriguing prospect nonetheless. Absolutely. Yeah. And to your point about, you know, getting on the field, some of these guys that, you know, they're sort of that tweener between, a cornerback and a safety, or, you know, even if they are a clear, very good safety, if they can play that nickel corner, that can be a way that a rookie can get on the field yeah. a lot easier because it gives you that versatility to, with the different formations on offense, you know, where they could cover someone in the backfield or a tight end or a slot corner or something. So I, th I think that might be his best shot to get on the field early, again, depending on where he goes, since he does have that background. And I really like, you know, I mean, for him, I really like that situation too, if that's the case. I think it could play into his hand really well. And for fantasy, if you can get, you know, safety snaps at cornerback position, it's cheat code that we've seen before if you have to start a cornerback. So, boy, something fun there. Yeah. Who do you want to talk about next? Uh, let's see. Let's go back to the list. Let's check out. I'll tell you what. Let's check out the SEC. Let's talk about Jamie Robinson from, from uh, Florida State. And uh, he did spend two years at South Carolina, transferred and played two years at Florida State. Uh, he was a first team all ACC player uh, in 2021 and 2022. Um, so he played in the SEC and, and the ACC, actually, uh, played in two different conferences. Uh, he was a three star high school recruit, uh, only 22 years old. You know, you look at some of the things that that he was able to do on the football field. He was very productive uh, in, a, in a number of ways. He's a, a very explosive player too, I would say. Uh, you know, each of the last two seasons is total tackles. I mean, 84, 99 uh, in 2022, even going back to 2020 and 2019. I mean, he was clearing 60 tackles as a freshman. Um, so very productive in that, in that area. He's a, definitely a willing tackler. And then you look at the passes defended. He's a very capable defender, you know, five passes defended in 2022, uh, three year before that, four before that, and then four, even as a freshman. So, uh, he was able to come in and, and really be a contributor for South Carolina as a freshman. And then even as a sophomore. And, um, I think he's an excellent player. He's certainly a good prospect. You look at his, you know, uh, Relative athletic score, again, a very explosive player. The 10-yard split stands out, 20-yard split stands out, uh, and the 40. I mean, he ran the 40 in a 4.58. You'd like to see him run that a little bit faster. 
you know, especially given his, his size, he's only 5'11", uh, but he is 199 pounds. Um, so, you know, the size worries me a little bit as far as his height, yeah. how he'll, how he'll fare against bigger receivers. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's, he should be able to generate some really good numbers for you in terms of tackling, which, you know, at the safety position, I think is really one of the most important things. If you ask me from a fantasy perspective, uh, if I'd rather have a safety that plays well in coverage or, and generates turnovers to a fantasy player that generates a ton of tackles, the answer is always going to be tackles because, you know, nobody in the NFL right now, and I don't think Jamie Robinson's going to change that. Nobody's producing enough turnovers to outweigh like the high, you know, the high tackling players, players with high tackle numbers. Um, those are the generally the highest ranked ones that, you know, in fantasy purposes for safety. So uh, I actually like his game. I like the way he plays and I'm interested to see where he goes. Definitely think he's a, a day two guy as well. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. But he's one of those guys that just, I could see him falling just based on, I don't know where exactly he fits in the NFL. Like he's a guy that when he's on the field, he's productive for you. Florida state, he played a lot of free safety and, you know, he played some um, corner too. And I think, you know, slot corner, I think he can do that, you know, but if you look at him, it almost seems like he fits more as a, a strong safety, just the way that he's built. I mean, he's a, a hard hitting, smaller, compact, like, you know, he's strong, he's a muscular guy, but he just doesn't have that, prototypical size if you want to call it that for a safety in the NFL and he did have you know when I was looking at it you know some issues with bad angles and just not being up to speed with some of these guys even in college which we know that's going to be exacerbated once you get to the NFL um, but I do think there's a place for him there I was just it was confusing to me watching him play because it's like man he doesn't seem like a free safety at the next level anyway but he was no. used as a lot of that and if they do put him as that at the NFL you know, generally speaking, again, here, if you go into a team that actually does that split with the one high safety over the top and then the safety closer to the box, free safeties generally aren't as productive unless you have a terrible defense in general and all the guys are getting back to them. Yeah. Um, so if, if he doesn't, you know, that kind of goes for a lot of these guys on the list. There's a couple others we'll talk about. They were mainly used like that. For fantasy purposes, they might not even go as high as they do in the NFL because, of course, we're looking for different things in fantasy football than we are in the NFL if we were to project ourselves as a GM. So fantasy-wise, I'm a little conflicted on where I think he's going to end up um, when we see where he goes. But certainly, you know, with what we've seen from a college-level production-wise, he does have a nice place in the NFL going forward. Yeah, I definitely think with that 40 time too, like we talked about almost being a four six, I don't really see him being the kind of player that you would want to send for over the top coverage at free safety. Yeah, he, he definitely seems like he will be a better fit at the strong safety position. All right, well, I'm going to keep us in the state of Florida anyway. I'm going to go to Rashad Torrance the second. So he was a four star high school recruit. He's a early recruit. He only had three years at Florida. 21 years old, six foot, 193 pounds. So he's got a nice, you know, profile makeup. Um, he's sort of a guy that's fallen when you kind of look at, you know, this happens, of course, from some of these guys where he came out into college from high school and what was projected out of him. He wasn't one of the guys that really stood off the page. And it kind of seems like he's not necessarily projected to be one of those guys that is highly drafted. He's probably a later day three type of guy at this point. Um, but he does have some interesting stuff about him. And uh, if you're like one of us, if you go to 
in places like a burn stats and stuff like that. Um, you have to find there's two different names, like on sports reference, Rashad Torrance, and then there's Rashad Torrance the second. They must have added the second after the first two years. But the stats are split up that way for whatever reason, if you go to look him up. So this past year anyway, I mean, he was productive in terms of tackles. He had 84 combined tackles, but that was about it. You know, he had one pass deflection. He didn't have a whole lot from what you'd like to see for a safety. His relative athletic score, too, it just wasn't great. You know, it was a 3.38 that's pretty low on there. And he was pretty strong comparatively. I mean, 20 bench press reps is right up there, but the rest of his stuff just did. He didn't test well and he didn't flash coming off the page. You know, his speed burst agility are not there with what I'd like to see, even though he's a guy that came out good. It seems almost like he just didn't progress a whole lot from when he came out in college. And I still think some of those measurable things will get him drafted, but I expected a bit more watching him. So it'll be interesting to see where he actually ends up going. How did you feel about him? Yeah, he's a strong guy, right? Like he loves to play physical. He's, you know, the size uh, is good. Six, six foot, 205 pounds. Um, He's a pretty thick guy. He loves contact and you can see that in his game. Um, He did some things on film that I thought, oh, that looks really great. Um, And then he did some things at times that I thought, that's really not so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, his 40 time is really concerning to me too. I mean, look, I, I don't think that a 40 time makes or breaks a player, but a four, seven, two is really tough. Um, it's really tough, especially in the NFL. You got to be able to run with guys. You, I mean, you can't just physical, physical your way through the NFL. You're going to end up hurt. You're going to end up unavailable. Um, you got to be able to bring more to the table. So while I like his energy and I like the way he plays and I like the ferocity that he plays with, I, I do think that he lacks some of the athletic uh, skill that it takes to you know, that you look for at the NFL level. I definitely think a four, seven, two is reason for concern. Uh, you know, so um, for me, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see where he goes, but, um, and what he's able to do. But for me, he's more of a, a deep league prospect than, than somebody that I'm looking at to, to take early for sure. At the same yeah, time. I mean, if you have taxi squads or, you know, insanely deep benches, like yeah. some of the leagues I am, you know, where you have, it's a Debbie league and you can have up to 15 Debbie, but that aside, I mean, you, you can have like 50 players on your active yeah. roster from an IDP league. So even for an IDP league, that's pretty deep. And if you have a taxi squad on top of that or something, that's probably the best place for him. If he yeah. gets draft capital to even be considered. Right. I mean, though, good, you know, the positive side of this is if you look at the last two seasons, what he did in tackling, just to speak to that physicality and his willingness to, to come up and make plays. I mean, he's gone over 80 ta- uh, combined tackles in two of the last two seasons. So he's 100 uh, percent, 80, 80 tackles or more. So uh, you like to see that. I mean, that's encouraging. But again, um, you're going to in the NFL, you're going to have to bring more to the table than that, I think. I agree. Who do you want to head to next on here? Let's see. Who do we got next? Let's keep it. Hmm. I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's keep it down here in the SEC, and we're going to look at Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Uh, one of my top three you know, favorite safeties in this class. I really like Antonio Johnson a lot. He was a four-star high school recruit. Uh, Still pretty young. He's coming out as a junior. 
Um, he played three years at Texas A&M, and uh, he was a second-team All-SEC in 2021, and he was first-team in 2022. Uh, 6'2", so you love to see the height, size, 198. Um, his RAS is you know, looks really good when you look at you know a guy that size who's able to, to have a 10-yard split like he did of, of 155. Um, he graded really well for, you know, his speed four, five, two, that's really good for the size. Um, you know, he's not the fastest guy, but he's certainly not the slowest guy. I mean, um, we just talked about a guy who's four, seven. So, uh, but his height scores well, his size scores well, I really like his game. I mean, again, another one of those guys that loves contact, but also I think he does a really good job in zone coverage as well. Um, so, you know, you look at some of the things that he did in college statistically um, that stand out to me. Um, both of the last two seasons, he's combined for more than 70 tackles. Um, and then, you know, 2021, he had five passes defended. Um, you know, so I think he does a lot of things well. He he, uh, he he got a couple sacks, too, each of his three seasons or each of the last two seasons, I should say. He did get a sack, but also eight and a half tackles for loss and five uh, tackles for loss in 2022. So eight and a half in 2021. Uh, so looking at those stats, I mean, that just tells me right there, he's, he's the kind of guy who can play not only on the back end of a defense, but he can come up and, and make some noise on the front side of the defense, right? Coming off and making plays to the quarterback, making plays in the backfield. He's disruptive as a safety. Uh, he's, he's diverse. You can move him around anywhere and he can be effective. So he is a one of the I think he's probably going to be one of the top safeties off the board, probably top three, if I had to guess, in the NFL draft. For rookie drafts, I am certainly targeting him pretty highly if I'm looking for to add a safety or a defensive back. Yeah, he's a guy that when I saw him play, it seemed like he played better than he tested for a lot of these things because on the field it seemed like he had more burst and explosiveness than he did on testing and any number of things can cause someone to have a poor testing day we know that's not the be all end all we're more just sure. giving that information out there because it's a piece of this large pie that you know we all take into account the nfl takes it into account and you know therefore we sort of take it into account from that but like you said he's got really good size i mean he's got that athletic profile like ideally you know if you could make your sort of ideal safety size, sort of like a Derwin James type of size guy that you're looking at here. And on the field, uh, he, like I said, got a nice aggressiveness. He's a plus tackler. Uh, the only thing I really didn't like is, you know, when he was more of a, a deep safety, he didn't seem like he was as effective. And that could be for any number of different reasons. I liked him when he was up closer to the line of scrimmage, being able to use that tackling and that size to make plays rather than chasing people down. So, mm-hmm. again, he was used more as a free safety, you know, a deep safety in college. See what the NFL does with them. But I think from my unexpert, untrained eye, you know, just one of these guys out here telling you what we see on the field there, I, I liked him better closer to the field. And I think he can be more effective at the NFL that way. But having that flexibility to do both of them like you did in college, again, teams are going to like that because they know you get put in that position or, you know, we want to try it there. You're not going to be completely lost. So yeah, I don't know exactly where I have him at the moment. I didn't write my rankings down with these, but he's one of my probably top three or four guys. Yeah. Yeah. And he's young too. I think he turns 22 this year, which is uh nice, you know, for NFL teams that they're not going to have an old guy, quote unquote, old, you know, old relatively for the NFL at the end of that first contract. And they're going to be able to get yeah. some years out of him if they like him. 
Yeah, talking about that coverage, like you were saying, over the top, he, he doesn't look like a guy you want to have and turn his hips and run necessarily. But when he has the play in front of him, he does pretty good in zone coverage. It was something that I kind of noticed was his ability to, to see the field break on the ball and, and you know, play intelligent um, and kind of yeah. know know what he's capable of. I thought he did those things really well. But, it, you know, I did see some of that, like what you were talking about, you know, probably don't want to match him up against the fastest guys on the field, Tyreek Hills and Jalen Waddles of the world. All right. We're going to do one of the bigger names in the draft here, actually, that I've seen uh, talked about quite a bit here, Christopher Christopher Smith the second. So played five years at Georgia, and, you know, you're going to see a lot of these guys have more years. This is relatively actually an older just draft class in general because of the issues that we had, you know, with the COVID year. And all of that stuff. Um, so you're going to hear that a lot probably throughout our rookie talk here. But uh, he's not that old. He turns 23 right before the draft. He was the first All-SEC in 2021, or excuse me, 2022, and a unanimous All-American in 2022. Um, 5'11", 192. So he's, again, one of those sort of smaller guys when you're talking about these players. But he plays bigger than his size would suggest. You know, He was good in run support, good in pursuit. Um I thought he was better closer to the line, too. And I know you can't have all these guys like that, but I'm hopeful because I, I liked him better there. And I think, again, for our fantasy purposes, it would be better. He can utilize his intelligence wherever he's on the field. He's a good leader. He's instinctual. He has a lot of the stuff that you like out of him. He's just, again, not your sort of prototypical size, and that makes you wonder what the NFL is going to think of him. That said, coming from a big school, he's played in a lot of big games. He's been with a nice you know, NFL sort of talented team, if you want to call it that, with the past Georgia teams he's been at. And he's been productive while he's been there. The thing about it, his uh, testing just wasn't great. And again, who knows exactly why, but his relative athletic score was a 2.67. I think that's the list all the safeties we're talking about here tonight. His uh, 10-yard split was all right. His 40-yard dash, again, wasn't horrible. It was a 4.6. Um, off the testing, jumped off the video more when you're actually watching him play on his tape than you did with testing. And it's always interesting when you have that disconnect between the two. I know a lot of is a top two safety. Yeah. So can you hear me? Uh, Christopher's. Yep. Oh, I got you. Sorry. So Christopher, Christopher Smith is, uh, He's an interesting prospect. I, one of the words that really resonated when you were talking about him was the leadership. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the, the the biggest things I could say about Christopher Smith that I saw was he was a leader on that uh, Georgia defense. I mean, he came up big at, uh, in big moments. He he made a lot of good plays. And um, But I'm not sure. I mean, 4-6 is not a bad 40 time, but some of this other stuff's just kind of concerning, you know, the explosiveness. Yeah. You know, his broad jump was 9-8. Uh, Vertical was a 33-inch vertical. Um, you know, I, some of the other things, the bench press, 15 reps. I mean, that's not horrible for the safety position by any means. Um, but, you know, there's just some things that I'm seeing. His change of direction, not very good. He did not test very good. Uh, but then you go look, like you mentioned, you know, at what he, he was able to do on the field uh, from a production standpoint. I mean, this year he put up 61 tackles. The two years before that, not really as good in the tackling department. Um, but – yeah, he was able to get some passes defended this year with five. Last year he had four. Um, so he was definitely a contributor for the Georgia defense. I just think, 
the leadership didn't necessarily come from his production on the field. It, it came more from the style of play and who he is, uh, you know, for the, you know, the guys in that locker room, obviously I don't know him personally, but you could tell, uh, he was a guy that was well liked on the team. And I think that's a big thing. Um, but you know, we'll see how that translates to the NFL. Um, is he going to be a leader in the NFL? Will he be able to find a spot? And, and if he does, Where's that opportunity going to come? You know, who, who's he going to get drafted to? Uh, what kind of situation is he going to be in? So um, I had him ranked pretty highly, and I am actually kind of moving him down my boards uh, right now. Um, he's he's kind of got the wrong trajectory going on for me, um, but we'll see. Um, I will be watching closely on draft day just to see where he lands and then see how he might be utilized because I think that could really make a big difference. All right, well, um, before we go into the rest of this list here, we're about halfway through our list, so I want to thank you guys for watching us over on YouTube. If you haven't already, I'm sure you have, but if you haven't, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications. You can get all of the shows that we have here. Of course, we have the Dynasty Heat Seekers. We have the Fantasy Buffet on Thursdays, and we're going to be having more shows that we're adding throughout the year here. We're looking at trying to get a best ball stream going, guillotine league potentially, you know, as we get closer to the year here. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff cooking up there. And, of course, we're going to be getting sort of our combined rookie ratings out on the website. And that, of course, is rotoheat.com. You can check us out on Discord. If you need an invite, I'll actually I'll drop an invite in the chat. That's probably a good idea. Or you can go to Facebook. we got almost 3,000 people over on Facebook. If you're one of our older people who aren't one of the cool kids and have ditched Facebook by this point, you can check us out there. People are asking questions and we're dropping our content there too. So thanks for watching as always. And Austin, who you want to head to next year on our safety list? So let's keep it in the SEC. Uh, let's talk about a very interesting prospect that I really, really liked when I turned the film on. And that was Brian Branch. Um, he's a free safety for Alabama. Um, I love the athleticism. Uh, you know, he's, he's running a four, well, four, five, eight, um, but his 10 yard split looked really good. His broad jump looked good. Um, decent for, you know, not, not great, but decent vertical. Um, some of the things that he did, you know, the production on the field. Uh, I mean, he was able to generate 90 tackles this year, 55 last year. Um, he had 14 tackles for loss and three sacks this year. I mean, he's making plays all over the field. Um, this kid can, can move like you watch him on film and you think he's faster than he is. Um, I just love the way he flies around. I also love the way that he makes plays on the ball. I mean, he's got seven passes defended this year, nine last year. I mean, he's almost doubled um, what a lot of these players have done in the past defended department. So he's really showed out in every way. You know, you figure a guy that's got that kind of ability uh, and coverage, and then you look at the, the 14 tackles for loss and three sacks. I mean, with 90 tackles. This kid had a really big year for Alabama this year, and I think he could be one of the more intriguing uh, prospects in this class. I mean, he's he's you know just talked about um, having sort of a uh, Christopher Smith trajectory going the wrong way. This is a guy whose trajectory on on my boards for Brian Branch is, is going the right way and has been going the right way ever since I started putting the film on and watching some of the things that he did. So I'm very curious to see where he lands. I think he's a very good prospect. And even for fantasy purposes, I think the things he does well will translate. He is probably at the top of my safeties at the moment. And I think he's probably going to be the highest drafted safety. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes, but it really feels like he's a first round pick. And, you know, if he falls into the twenties, 
Um, I think that's probably the sweet spot, but he could even go into the teens there. He's a guy that can sort of do it all. Um, and I don't like saying can't miss because I think that gives the wrong connotations, but I think he's a can't miss in the sense of he's not just going to bust out of the NFL. He's a smart player. He's got range. He's fast. He's got good strength. You know, he can just do everything that you want him to. Now, whether or not that translates to fantasy production, that's going to be a matter of a whole lot of different other things. Is he able to get on the field as a rookie? What team is he on? Are the linebacker? You know, all sorts of stuff. But of note also, he was number four in PFF's college coverage ratings for safeties with an 86.4 last year, which was you know fantastic. And there's a couple yeah. other guys that were on that top five we'll talk about later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can nitpick and try to find something someone can improve upon, you know, even veterans in the NFL. But uh, in terms of rookies, you know, he sort of kind of feels like the complete package that you'd want for a guy coming into the league at this point. So, yeah, I really like him too. And we're going to talk about, since we're already there, his uh, safety backfield, defensive backfield mate, Jordan Battle. Jordan was also a four-star recruit coming out of high school. 22 years old. He played four years at Alabama. First team All SEC in 21 and 22. Third team AP All American this year. He's got decent size too, 6'1, about 210. So he's got that going for him. He just wasn't as impressive to me when you compare him to Brian Branch. And I know a lot of people have Jordan Battle up there. Some people are talking to him in the first round. I, I don't see that myself. And I don't think that's probably going to happen with the other positions we have here. It feels more like a day two guy as well. Um, he sort of checks all the boxes and he's fine at everything, but he didn't seem to like do any one thing in an elite way that you'd kind of want to hang your hat on. So certainly a place for him in the NFL. He was number five on that list for college productions with PFF or coverage with an 85 two. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's certainly fine. I think he's probably going to have a long career in the NFL. Um, one of the things I saw, you know, his pursuit um, led a little to be lacking and compared to Brian Branch, certainly his tackling wasn't uh, as explosive or consistent, but you know, nothing that's going to be a problem. I don't think at the next level, if he ends up being a starter, and I think he probably will at some point, but he just wasn't as exciting to me about than Brian. And I'm curious to see if you think the same. Yeah. I, so I think the thing that helps him out is he, he actually did really, really well in his, in his testing, you know, he ran a four, five, 40, uh, four, five, five, 40, uh, but his 10-yard split looked really good. 20-yard split looked good. His height, weight, even his bench press. I mean, he put up 17 reps on bench. Um, so he he did a lot of things. He tested really well. But I think the other thing is, you know, he's pretty consistent, right? So 71 tackles in, in 2022, 85 in 2021, 66 in 2020. He was pretty pretty solid and pretty consistent for Alabama. And while he doesn't really do one thing, extremely well at an elite level um like obviously brian branch you know has some of those qualities where you look at it and you go like oh wow this is like he's really good um the one thing that jordan battle does is he's consistent and he feels pretty safe right and he feels like he will have a spot in the nfl somewhere um just because he he, he is a well-rounded player i mean he's he's not a, a, a complete package if you will but uh, it's very balanced what you're going to get from him very consistent and i think teams are going to like that especially from a, a strong safety you like a guy who's consistent for you who can make plays uh tackling especially um, not really the greatest in coverage. You wouldn't have to rely on him as much for that, I don't think. But 
Um, he was a good pairing with Brian Branch. And I think yeah. he complimented Brian Branch really well. That was the one thing that I, you know, I kept seeing on film was like, and these guys are, they complement each other really well. So while he does do some things different from Brian Branch, um, it's hard to compare him against Brian Branch because I agree with you. I mean, he does seem like the best safety in football and, um, it's close, but Brian Branch is, is he's got a pretty good head start. Um, so, but compared to the field, I mean, Jordan Battle, I think I probably have him in my top three or four um, when I look at this list. Yeah, I, I think again, he's probably in my top five. I don't want to speak out of turn. You can go to rotoheat.com, find all of our IDP rankings for our rookies, and you know, combined with offense, we're updating those about every two weeks or so. We have another update coming out soon. So, you'll see names changing, coming on the list, falling off the list, each of us. Brad, who you saw a couple weeks ago, Austin and I rank 50 apiece, and you can see all of them listed on there. But that's changing pretty regularly, especially when you get down towards the end of the list. And I agree, there's certainly a place for him in the NFL. He'll probably have a long career. Um, I guess it just wasn't as exciting to me watching him compared to what you saw from Brian Branch on the field. But on the other hand, like you said, the testing for Jordan Battle um, positional-wise was much better. Um, and the NFL does pay attention to that stuff. Now, they're not going to completely discount a great player on the field that's productive, coming from a great college, great pedigree like, you know, Brian Branch. But um, Jordan Battle will be fine, and he has the better name. You know, Jordan Battle is just a great name for a safety. It is a great NFL. name. It is a great name. All right. Um, why don't you pick another one here? Okay, let's see. Let's uh, we'll do one more in the SEC before we skip conferences and we'll talk about our last SEC guy on here. I believe that's going to be Jalen Green. Um, Jalen Green played at Mississippi State. Uh, he's a free safety. Height looks good. Weight looks good. So you like the size. He hasn't really tested yet. I'm not sure if his pro days happened. Uh, we don't really have any testing numbers, but when you watch him on the film, uh, you know, he seems like more of a guy who does do better in coverage, uh, which bodes really well for, for him being a free safety. You know, he, he didn't get quite the tackle numbers that you would like to see only 50 tackles in 2022, 36 in 2021. Um, but he did have seven passes defended last year. And then in 2021, he had four. So, uh, he was able to do some things in that area that I thought were really, really good. Uh, when you look at, you know, how he, his record, I mean, he's a four-star high school recruit, uh, converted cornerback. Um, he did turn 24 recently. So obviously, you know, him being a little bit older uh, could, could hurt his stock some, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, but he spent three years at Texas as well before the two years that he spent at Mississippi State. So he's a guy that's, that's you know, been in college football for a little while, a senior guy, uh, has a lot of experience that he's bringing to the NFL. Uh, 6'1", 200 pounds. I mean, again, the size looks good. We'll see where he lands. He's, he's not one of the highest prospects that we have rated on our list, but uh, he is one that I think deserves to, to have an eye kept on. What are your thoughts? Yeah, one of the things that I thought he did well when he was called on to do it, which will matter a lot for today's NFL's color, color, yeah, cover the tight end. Um, we know a lot, you know, the NFL is moving towards these big, freakishly athletic tight ends, and and why not? Um, they've had a lot of success when you look at over the years, starting sort of with uh, you know that Antonio Gates type of background where you don't have to necessarily know a ton of football. The NFL will take a shot on you, but he did well against the tight end. I thought he tackled well. He had good instincts. Speed wasn't that great, and 
he also didn't seem like the best in coverage when he was playing safety. But with that cornerback background, I think you saw him improve over his time in college. And I think that's going to definitely give him a shot in the NFL with a good size, like you mentioned, like 6'1", 200 pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be able to match up against tight ends. He has a cornerback background. He'll be able to man the slot, play some safety. So versatility and you know everything that he's shown, I think the NFL definitely will take a shot on him probably. Later day two, early day three is you know my best guess at the moment, just because there are so many that I think will fall into that second and third round category. Yeah. But um, he's an interesting guy, fantasy purposes, like you said. He's probably more of a draft late and hold on to if you can, or just keep the name, you know, back in your file and mental file and cabinet for a name to keep an eye on to see if he gets playing time. Yep. We're gonna move into the Big Ten. So the first out of these, um, I know you really like two of these, so I'm going to let you take your pick of those. I'm going to go to Sidney Brown first, um, probably the less interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys decide that. I actually like Sidney Brown, although I don't know that he's going to have the highest draft capital here of the even the Big Ten guys we're talking about. He was a three-star high school recruit. He just turned 23. Interestingly enough, he played college with his identical twin brother, Chase Brown, running back so that they got to play both on the same college team there first team all big 10 in 2022 again he had five years at Illinois. he's five when they can play up close to the line i'm gonna split my paper around here because i still take some of my notes by hand so he was the number one college cover which is really nice to see. He had six interceptions last year. Um, smart. I thought he had good instincts. He's strong. Missed more tackles than I'd probably like to see. And, you know, moving in and out of cuts and turns, his flexibility and fluidity isn't necessarily um, what you'd like to see out of a free safety type. So it'll be interesting to see where he's pegged in the NFL. He'd probably start more as a special team or a backup safety for his career. But I, I like what he brings to the table, and I think he could have a future if he continues to grow just because of how well he did in coverage and with the way the NFL is moving towards that. Um, Fantasy-wise, remains to be seen, even if he gets on the field, if he's really good in coverage and not as adept at tackling, that's going to hurt us for our purposes. But I think he'll be around in the NFL for a while. He's probably day three pick if I had to peg him right now. Um, nothing wrong with that. You know, we see guys every year, fourth, fifth round, get shots, and even later than that sometimes. But um, how do you kind of feel about him? Because I know he's not one of the bigger names on our list here. You know, he's not one of the bigger names, and he's probably going to be one of those guys that, honestly, is gonna f- it's going to fly right under the radar. And you look yeah. at the 40-yard dash and the athletic score that he had. I mean, he's got he's tested extremely, extremely well. 4-4-7, 40-yard dash. Uh, his 10-yard split, 20-yard split looked really good. Uh, he put up 23 on bench press. This isn't just a guy who runs yep. around and is, is speedy. I mean, this is a guy who's working hard, right, in the weight room. Uh, he's strong. He's physical. Uh, I thought he did a lot of things actually pretty well. You look at the six interceptions, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the thing is that he's showing that you know, 60 tackles in 2022, 81 in 2021. Uh, 88 in 2019. So even early on in his career, 55 in 2018. I mean, this guy as a sophomore and a freshman was generating meaningful production for his team. And not only that, you know, two tackles for loss uh, as a freshman, two and a half as a sophomore, 
three and a half his his last season at Illinois. I mean, he was a guy who in in various ways was productive and effective. Uh, he is versatile. And again, the speed, uh, physicality, he, he does do a lot of things well. Now, uh, the competition, um, yeah, I don't know. That's 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 the question mark, right, for me. Um, that's the one thing I worry about. They do have him listed as a strong safety. I see him more as a guy who could be used in as, as a nickel um, just because of his ability to cover is a little bit elevated, um, but still able to be a good tackler, which I think is something that you need at the nickel position and a willing tackler. So uh, I am I am going to watch where he lands. I think that's really important. Um, he could be one of those guys who sneaks up on us and all of a sudden he's in a good position and we're talking about him. Um, but I don't think that he's a guy who will be drafted highly in fantasy drafts. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a little bit lower down the list and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, that mental filing cabinet you talk about, I got a feeling Sidney Brown is going to be one of those guys you're going to want to have in that cabinet somewhere and tracking him, tracking where he goes and uh, seeing if, if there's an opportunity or a window for him to get a shot. Yeah, he's one of the guys that if you're talking about late draft pick that I can stash somewhere, um, he's probably right near the top of defensive backs anyway for guys that are going to go yeah. later, but I still have interest in rostering, so I agree with that. Which uh, one do you want to talk about here next? Oh, man. <laughs> I know you like them both. My favorite out of the two. Um, man, their games are so different. Their games are so different. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I like a physical football player. I like, I like a guy who's going to come up and smack someone in the mouth and that's Devin Matthews. They call him monster. That's his nickname. He's six foot two, 205 prototypical size. Uh, you look at the way he tested, he actually tested pretty well for five forty. Um, they got him listed at free safety, but he's the kind of player that I think could actually, uh, be either, or he could, he could be a free safety or a strong safety because of that physicality. Um, Again, you know, the size, all of that stuff looks really good. Even his his vertical, his broad jump. I mean, by all measures, he didn't test the greatest, but he, he tested very respectively in almost every category, which you love to see. Um, you look at the tackles. I mean, he had 20, he had 65 tackles in 2022, uh, only 48 the year before that, but um, he had three tackles for loss in each of the last two seasons as well. So again, a guy who I think is a willing tackler, um, he was able to generate some turnovers, one interception in each of his last three seasons. Um, he was a returning senior, so the age is going to be a factor here. He, uh, you know, it could hurt him just a little bit, I suppose. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, these guys, these guys are going to have a lot of football to play when they get to the NFL. You're going to get to squeeze a lot out of them, um, and especially for a player like this, who I think will find his place on a team, uh, will get a shot. Um, Obviously, the better the situation, the more his stock value goes up. But um, I think if he lands in a favorable situation for sure, probably going to be pretty happy with that. So he's a player I am really keeping a close eye on. I don't know. I think he's probably near the bottom of my top five, but definitely a, a player that I'm very, very high on and am curious to see what he does. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the NFL thinks about him, quite honest, because there isn't a lot of buzz about him at all anywhere and we see every year that doesn't necessarily mean anything i mean the patriots are usually the laughing stock of that joke when they take cole strange in the first round and people have him in the fifth round or you know logan mankins historically if you go back to mel kuyper saying who when he got drafted you know so not everyone in the media 
having someone on the radar doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to be drafted high. Doesn't mean they're not going to be fantasy productive. And if you look at, you know, just the physical makeup, which is a big part of what the NFL is looking for, because these are the top of the top. When you look at athletes, Evan Matthews has that and he does stuff well with it. You know, I think he's a good tackler. Um, so size against the run defense, he certainly could be one of those hammers. And I agree. I think he probably does fit better in the NFL at a strong safety. If he gets drafted and put somewhere where his skill set doesn't align with what they want him to do, which unfortunately does happen for players every year. You know, people get put in positions that aren't the best for their skill set. Something you're going to have to take into account when drafting them because that can change. You know, new coach comes in and tries something different. A lot of different things can happen, but it it feels like he's probably a day three pick right now just because he's not being talked about. And is he going to get that draft capital and is he going to get a chance? Because I agree there's a lot of interesting stuff about him, but again, talking about the team he's on, you know, Indiana isn't a powerhouse for football either. And, you know, how much of that is going to matter with where he goes. Every year you have these players, at least I do, where you plant your flag on them. Devin Matthews is kind of my plant my flag guy at safety. I'll just leave it at that. No, someone bookmark that and uh, tag us on Twitter or come back after our show. And you know someone will. Someone's going to take us up on that. They've already actually they've already done that. They've clipped it. They've bookmarked it, and they're ready. Looking, uh, it looks like it's. Uh, I can't even tell the. I think it is Monday, May first, is uh, going to be our show after the draft. So come back to that. The whole draft will be done at that point. You can come back and hear our takes, and we'll see where some of these guys that you know we have interest in now actually end up going. Yeah. And speaking of you having interest in, I know you like this guy a lot too, Jair Brown, um, three-star high school recruit, twenty-three years old, three years at Penn State, third-team All Big Ten, twenty-one and twenty-two. Um, definitely a little bit smaller than uh, Monster Matthews. Brown is 5'11", about 205. Um, he's versatile. Cornerback and safety play, but he's physical. He's a plus in run support even at that size, which I like to see. He's got a lot of energy. He's got 10 interceptions in two starting seasons, which is fantastic. You love to see that out of guys. Um, he had a fine you know, relative athletic score. There was nothing to write home about. It was 5.77. I think his uh, 40-yard dash wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't the worst we've seen on here either, like a 4.65. Bench press he did already at 18 reps. Um, he's a little bit shorter, again, than you'd like to see, so he doesn't have that prototypical size. But uh, overall, I did like him a lot. I know another guy that you were talking about early on in our chats over at uh, Discord. Um, so where do you have him sort of in your rookie safety rankings at the moment? Again, he could fall somewhere in the bottom, probably of the top five, um, maybe four or five. You know, there are a few guys I have picked out here that I'm like, like you, 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 you. And he's one of those guys that when I'm go through and I pick guys out that I like, um, when I put on the tape, I really do like what he does. You know, 70, he's very consistent in the tackle department, 74 last year, 73 in 2021. So he's consistently getting tackles. Uh, he did have four and a four and a half sacks this season, which I thought was really impressive was to go along with seven tackles for loss. So that just shows you how effective he can be in the backfield and disruptive. He can be, um, you know, able to utilize 
you know, not only his, uh, you know, strength to, to close in and make the tackles and, and wrap up, but also that explosiveness, you know, he had, he did have a good 10 yard split, 20 yard split. Um, you would like to have seen him run a little bit faster 40, but again, you know, these measurables, they're not the end all be all. Sometimes you got to just suit it up and go out there and see what somebody puts on tape. And this is one of those guys who, you know, I can discount some of the, the, the athletic score, uh, when I see what he's able to do on tape, he is a pretty good coverage guy. I mean, three passes defended in 22 with five in 2021. So he was consistently put into coverage and they trusted him to do what he needed to do. And he did that. So uh, I, I don't know, um, you know, at five eleven, the only, that's probably the only thing that I will say the measurable that does concern me. Um, is it a, a deal breaker? No, it's certainly not. Cause he's bringing 200 and, five 210 pounds to the table so you know he can uh he can deliver pretty heavy hit you know at times so uh but i don't think that's necessarily the, his game i think he is more versatile than that when you watch him play he's not all about hard hitting he's not all about tackling even though he's consistently done it um he's quick he moves around the field he makes plays a lot of different ways so He's a guy that I have my eye on for sure. I want to see where he gets drafted again. And then that'll kind of depend on on where he lands on my draft board. If he moves up or moves down, um, we'll see how it shakes out. But I like him. Yeah, and he feels like one of those guys that's probably going to end up in that uh, day two grouping mm-hmm. of players here. And um, I think uh, after the pro day, um, his relative athletic score did jump up. It looks like it jumped up like a 7-9, um, which is a good wow. bit better, which matches more yeah. kind of like what you're talking about being yeah. on screen. And I will say there is something, and I can't really just quantify it, but there is something for some of these players being better on the field play than they do testing. And whether it's just mm-hmm. the conditions, adrenaline affecting you positively or negatively on one or the other, competitors you know, in the heat of battle, I think there is something to that for some players, not everyone. And again, it's not something that you can just mark down that someone had their DNA or something like that. But I do think that kind of fits with Brown, at least for his initial testing went. Um, he didn't feel like he was sort of in that lower, lower half or whatever you want to call it of safety play from what we've seen for mm-hmm. these guys. So again, I do think uh, the size, you know, his height certainly comparatively isn't good, but the rest of it across the board really is. And probably, yeah, I mean, day two is my best guess. And, again, I think there's going to be a lot of them. But uh, another guy that I like, too. And I think we have one safety left. Do, 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 do. We do. Brandon Joseph. So, of course, we're not getting through all the safeties that are draft eligible today. We're only around for about an hour or so, and we don't just want to say a name and list a couple of traits for guys. So if you have questions about other ones, please find us on Facebook, Twitter, discord anything like that and tag us and we'll let you know we've been trying to get through everyone you may even bring up a name we haven't dug into yet and it'll give us a great opportunity to dig into them um, brandon joseph is the last one that we have tonight here he is 22 years old so pretty nice age-wise three years at northwestern one at notre dame he uh kind of petered out in terms of production um which isn't always the greatest thing to see he was really productive early on in his career he was the big 10 freshman of the year at northwestern his first team All-American, All-Big Ten. 2021, he was second team All-Big Ten. And uh, Notre Dame, he didn't really live up to the hype coming to a bigger college school. Um, he's six foot 202, so good size. He had a nice relative athletic score with a 
And when I was looking at him, stuff that I had noticed, um, he played both safety positions, which is nice to see in terms of that flexibility. His tackling wasn't great. Um, he was a hard hitter, but he missed more tackles than I'd like to see. Got that great size, and I thought he had decent instincts, but he also just made more mistakes while he's out there, whether it's in pursuit or tackling, than you want to see. And, yep, that can be fixed, but at the same time, teams don't like to see that. When you're making those big mistakes in college, how is that going to translate and add that into the sort of downward trajectory, I'd say, from what he showed initially? Probably isn't as high as he could have been, you know, with better college production. You know, if he had performed better in college, he could certainly be way up higher on this list because of his size and the athletic traits that he has. But um, I'm really confused on where he's going to go with just sort of the difference between what you see in him as far as what he could be and just some of those mistakes that he just relatively consistent so where you having him at sort of in your rankings here i think pretty you know right along the same lines of what you know you're talking is you know, the testing really didn't look too bad uh look look fairly good but when you watched him on film for me the testing didn't really match what we saw on the field too many times we saw him yep. making mistakes that were obvious mistakes um you know not only with the pursuit but sometimes even in coverage just felt like he was kind of out of position a little bit indecisive on where he needed to go um so those things so he's gonna i mean you have to clean that up when you get to the nfl you have to be a cerebral player you have to understand coverages you have to be in the right places at the right time you have to know you know understand what you're good at and and what maybe you're not and try to put yourself in a position to succeed um, based on that you know so from a coverage standpoint if you're not the fastest guy on the field you you know you gotta you gotta turn your hips you gotta go you gotta uh, be decisive um if you're not going to be able to break on the football you're probably going to want to trail a little bit closer do those kinds of things and you know there were just some things that i saw that i was like man i just i don't know if i like this guy and i actually have been watching him since last year um you know last year he put up 79 tackles um and four passes defended a tackle for loss a sack he was a guy that i thought oh man i'm gonna check this guy out and then going to notre dame i thought man that could be you know that re really could be confirmation that Hey, this guy, he might really be able to play. And then, yeah. you know, this year he, it felt like he just kind of took a step back for me. Only 30 tackles, uh, wasn't very effective at uh, tackling, uh, even the missed tackles. You saw a lot of those, um, kind of a liability in coverage. Um, so he really took a big step back and that's unfortunate. You know, we'll see if he's able to, to work his way into the NFL. Sometimes guys can do that, right? They just work, yep. work hard, work hard, work hard, and they work their way into a job. Um, as crazy as that sounds, um, for me, I don't think that's super likely, and um, I think it's almost fitting. We kind of talked about Brandon Joseph towards the end, uh, even though we did have some good players here at the end. Um, I personally am not super high on Brandon Joseph. Yeah, I, I really want to like him more than I do, and maybe he'll prove us wrong. I hope he does. I hope all these guys are all pros throughout their <laughs> career and uh, prove us wrong and everything, but we have to be realistic with what we see and give you our honest opinion, whether that ends up being right or wrong. So hopefully you've gotten something out of that tonight. We'll be talking about linebackers next week. And we know that kind of gets blurred with whether you're a linebacker or an edge or defensive end on some of these guys. So if you're guys, you know, you want us to talk about sort of have our list. We'll be sorting out throughout the week. Let us know again, Facebook, discord, Twitter, we'll throw them on there and make sure we get to them. But um, anything else you want to add towards the end of the show here tonight, Austin? No, just thank thank you everybody who's been subscribing to the Roto Heat uh, YouTube. Um, for those of you who follow us on Discord and interact with us on the Facebook groups, 
Um, thank you guys so much for just supporting Roto Heat. We've really enjoyed, uh, you know, the growth that we've seen in the last year. And we love that we're continuing to grow with you guys and that you guys are, you know, enjoying the content that we're bringing to the table. Um, and if there's, you know, any questions you guys have, again, going back to what Craig said, you know, join the Discord, hop in there, throw your question at us, um, you know, throw your question here in the comments, hit us up on, on Twitter, um, at, at Roto Heat Austin or at Roto Heat Craig. Uh, we'd love to answer more of your IDP questions, and we definitely hope to see you guys back next week. And that'll do us for tonight. We will be back in next Monday. Somehow we're already into April. It'll be April 3rd when you see us next. But anyway, have a good night, everybody, and we will see you then. The IDP Heat Seekers is a proud member of the Roto Heat family of podcasts. Find more content on Dynasty, Redraft, Devi, and more at rotoheat.com.